0: Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Congratulations to all the kids from Kansas City, but we got the kid from Kansas City right here on Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. Mark Gunnels, who sounds like this right now. He was too busy yelling. Yeah! It's a parade inside my city. Congratulations to you and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, on going ahead and winning the Super Bowl. Uh, three straight underdogs. Or was it two straight under? No, three straight underdogs and uh, one outright all three times. If only I could have seen the future, I would have bet the money line on all that, then I'd feel better about finishing second to last in our extra points pick them competition. But I also just want to say a quick thank you to Sarah Tiana for uh, making me not all the way last. But Mark, I've, I've belabored enough. The floor is yours. Congratulations, my friend.
1: Thank you. But it's ironic because your whole rule was, I'm always taking Mahomes when he's the underdog, and you went against it for some reason. I don't know why. It was very bizarre. I'd be a great
0: gambler if I just listened to myself.
1: It seems like that always bites you every time. (laughs) It's truly fascinating. But uh, like I said last week, when we record this show, it'll be the the show of champions, which you should have been happy about because Michigan won in college football. And then my team won in the NFL. Like, we run the football world. You should be proud of that of, uh, for us as a podcast. It was the way you
0: presented it initially of like, well, you know, I was wrong in a national championship game, so you were going to be wrong on the Super Bowl. And I was like, you, wait a minute, I don't like are. that very much. And I was. I absolutely was. And I'll tell you this. Uh, when I went in to go bet during the middle of the uh, second quarter when the Chiefs had a, uh, I'm sorry, the 49ers had a 10 nothing lead, I go, I'm going to bet the first song of Usher's uh, uh, halftime show, which by the way, should have been my way. The first three, four, five notes were my way into caught up. All right. Like, the, the, but there's no doubt that the first song that you hear is my way. The first song that he sung was caught up, which to be, that should pay out double, just like Reba McIntyre. They paid out over and under for the national anthem because she said brave twice I think that's a technicality that deserves to be paid out on both sides. However, I digress. I also did bet Kansas City money line in the moment because I'm like, 10 points is not enough. When Christian McCaffrey fumbled that ball in the first quarter, I said, this one is going to get ugly. When Jake Moody's extra point was blocked, I said, there's there's no way. But they're going to blow this game. And sure enough, there was a way they blew this game. And they did.
1: Why does it always got to be teams blow games and the Chiefs just didn't win? Like I'm starting to notice helped. this narrative now. Like with the Ravens, they didn't run the ball. It's they, their fault they lost. How about we took them out of it? Now it's the Niners blew the game. Like it's just they had a because they had a
0: lead. They had a lead the entire game until what the start of the fourth quarter. That's been Patrick
1: Mahomes' career. But, That's what he does. Hey,
0: the Chiefs didn't have a play longer than ten. Uh, have a drive longer than ten plays until the fourth quarter started. Like if if San Francisco hadn't fumbled the first possession, right? They're probably coming away with that with points. If they don't get the extra point block, then it changes the whole math on the Are game you in general. Getting
1: the Pacheco fumble in the ten yard line.
0: No, I'm not forgetting. Oh, relax I mean, and calm I'm down. Just saying, I'm, time, I'm, okay, I'm saying full
1: context if you're going to say these type of things.
0: Look, uh, uh, All right, I get it, mister. I got all these rings as he, as he takes a hit of coffee right there. No, I understand that you guys won. I'm not trying to take anything away from the Chiefs. I'm talking about my perspective as a person who was on the 49ers who then bet on the Chiefs at halftime because I thought the Chiefs were coming back. Just listen.
1: Hey, man, I'm just saying. I, it, I, I'm just used to hearing this. The way you said it just came off as, you weren't giving us the full credit. Like, the Niners blew it. They blew the game. <laughs> did they not? Did they how did, not? How did they blow
0: it? Be- they had a, a double-digit lead. <laughs> like, um, I understand right, that this is what, you, you know, Patrick Mahomes this, is inevitable. Patrick Mahomes is Thanos. And, you know, you, no lead is safe with Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball. But, like, realistically, if you have a double-digit lead, you'd like to think you can bring that one home. I'll put it like this: if the Chiefs had a 10-0 lead and then Brock Purdy came down and walked the four, and walked the Chiefs down twice in the fourth quarter in an overtime, then what what, what were we talking about? The greatest of Brock Purdy or how the Chiefs blew it?
1: Well, Brock Purdy's not Patrick Mahomes, though. So that's the that's the fundamental difference. Saying, and
0: if it, if that occurred, we'd be talking about how the Chiefs blew it. So there that's all it is. That's all it is. Okay, I'm well, sorry. Well, Don't come been, for me,
1: Swifties. There's been seven teams in Super Bowl history that were down 10 and came back and won. Mahomes was part of three of those.
0: Okay, but so, so we, just think about it. This was Super Bowl 58. That means the other 51 freaking times, that doesn't happen. I'm saying, like,
1: this is the one exception. That's, that's what I'm saying. Mahomes is part of nearly half of those <laughs> that has happened in the history of the league. That's my, that's my so, point. If it was anybody else, watching- I would agree with you.
0: I saw you were watching the game in a house of ill repute.
1: I don't think people know what that means.
0: I think uh, you were uh, at, ironically, what they call a gentleman's club.
1: There you go. I think the audience can relate more to that. Yes, I was. It was quite an experience, actually.
0: Were you distracted at any moment?
1: Not at all. No, It was actually funny because... I felt bad for them because nobody's paying them no attention (laughs) because everybody was so locked in on the game. Like nobody was throwing them any money or anything until after the game. Then some Chiefs fans threw some money on them, but yeah, they didn't really get no attention, man. That's a, that's an interesting choice for a big game. Well, so first of all, as you can imagine, there's so many watch parties in Vegas and they were hitting you over the head. Like, $400, $500 $400, $500 to get in. Like, it was crazy, the prices, just to watch a game on television. But this place had the best deal. Only $100. You get two free drinks and a buffet.
0: I want people to reply but, to this on and Twitter. And professional dancers. On X or, so, or wherever, so, wherever you consume this, reply. Leave a comment even. Where is the most interesting place that you've watched the big game? Because I can't imagine watching a game at a gentleman's club couldn't imagine doing it i was like you know have i done it before yeah but not on purpose you know what i'm saying it wasn't like i shot it out and was like yeah i'm gonna pay a hundred dollar cover And i go i get that you got some uh points on the package on the way back but uh yeah it's interesting i wonder if any of, of the dancers were like did they show any reaction like when Mahomes threw it like you know, Mahomes threw the pick or McCaffrey fumbles or
1: those did they what who were they rooting for? They didn't seem like they cared at all about the game. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I don't think they even knew who they couldn't even name five players total in the game, I'm pretty sure.
0: Did they turn the music off during the commercials? Or I'm oh, sorry, oh. turn the sound off on the TV and turn the music up during commercials?
1: Yeah, the music was only on just during the commercials. Yeah.
0: So you didn't even get to see any of the Super Bowl commercials?
1: I mean, I don't really I'm not really a big Super Bowl commercial guy anyway. I'm not really a big Super
0: Bowl commercial guy anyway. There's an easier way to say that, so you don't watch
1: them. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I used to be into them, but now since my team is in these games regularly, I really don't care at all because I'm so worried about the game and for the game to come back to where I can't enjoy it like I used to when the Chiefs weren't involved.
0: So where where was your level of worry at these separate points? End of first quarter, end of half, end of third quarter.
1: Uh, like you want one to 10 on each each one, sure. Okay, so 10 being the most worried, one being not worried at all. Uh, at the end of the first, like a two, maybe a one, it was like what three nothing, I think. At the end of the first, uh, halftime, it was 10 to three. I was probably at a mm, four because I feel like they really should have been up more, to be honest with you. I mean, 10 to three, I feel like we were in a good spot to only be down by a touchdown at halftime, considering how bad our offenses looked, we didn't get into no rhythm at all. So I think the defense obviously kept us in the game. And then the end of the third, what was the score in the third? Do you remember? The score
0: at the end of the third quarter was 13 to 10 Kansas City. The the last, like one of the last plays of the third quarter was the muff punt.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So I wasn't, I was probably like at a one, I wasn't worried at all at that point. Uh, but I, I got worried again in the fourth when, yeah, they were driving like with like two minutes left where they got that first down, it was like third and five. If they would have got that first down, it would have been a field goal range and they could have milked the clock down to the very end and kick the field goal. That's the most worried I was the entire game because if they got that first down, the game's probably over. I mean, I know Moody's been kind of shaky, but the fact that the game was tied – that pressure of a kick isn't that high because you're not kicking it to win or lose. You're just kicking it to win. If you miss it, you're still going to overtime. So that's a totally different level of pressure. But uh, shout out to McDuffie and uh, your boy Spags with that, with that blitz.
0: You know, you owe two people an apology.
1: Who? I'm sure you're going to say Chris Jones, but I don't know why.
0: I mean, he made one of the biggest plays that won you the game.
1: I never Twice. said we didn't need him. Stop running with that narrative. I've never said that. I just said the first game without him, the defense played good. They only gave up 14 points. And now you're going to talk about the yards and everything. But they only gave up 14 points against Detroit week one without him. But I never said we were, going, we're going to win a Super Bowl without Chris Jones. I was just speaking strictly on week one.
0: Go back and listen to the week one recap podcast. I, I might he's have to. Fan of this podcast. I might have to. And just hear the, just hear the tone that Mark uh, Mark I was about to you, call you Mark Jones that Mark Gunnels was singing at that moment. But you got to go back to like week I want to say it was week five or week six. But I had made an offhand reference of McCall Hardman. You're like, yeah, he's not doing too well right now over there in New York. See, everybody was like, how are you going to move on from McCall Hardman? Yeah, yeah. How about that? McCall Harmon's doing okay now,
1: huh? Yeah, he stepped up. He stepped up for sure. Um, It's one of these weird things that we do as people that consume sports, right? McCall Harmon hasn't done anything all year long. But since he made a couple plays in the Super Bowl, now we're gonna just forget everything else for the rest of the season. It's like it doesn't matter anymore. McClellan is that guy. Like, no. are, are we really he gonna He actively tried
0: to lose the AFC championship game, fumbling through the back of the end zone. Yeah,
1: like are we really or AFC
0: really, divisional game rather?
1: Yeah, so like wait, he's is he David, he's Tyree, the guy from the Giants that caught the ball in the helmet. Like you thought after that game, oh, is he gonna propel his career now? Cause he had a big Super Bowl moment, like Calm down. Like, obviously, I'm Ooh. happy. I'm happy that he played well. He made uh, obviously the deep ball. Pacheco ruined it the next play with the fumble. And then, yeah, he caught a wide open ball in the end zone. I mean, you put me for saying Sky Moore before the game, actually. So I'm glad you brought this up because now you put yourself in a corner because Sky Moore about the same exact pass on the other side of the end zone the Super Bowl last year. And I said, Super Bowl Sky before the game, just trolling you. And you were like, oh, Super Bowl Sky. But, but now you're going to talk about McCole Hartman because he caught a wide open pass exactly like Sky Moore did.
0: Yeah, except that was last year. This is this year. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sky Moore didn't. Did, did Sky Moore get a snap in the Super Bowl this year? I didn't check the snap counts. I'm not sure. Yeah, hey, I know he didn't have a catch or a target. No, he didn't. So maybe he got some cardio along the way. The whole point was you were sending this video. Sky Wars in the front row nodding his head like, yeah, let's go get him. Let's go get him.
1: I I didn't send it because of Sky Moore. Come on.
0: (laughs) Also, I do find it funny. I do find it funny that the things that people complained about the Chiefs all year still happened in this game. Like inconsistent receiver play. Uh, People getting mad and blowing up on the sidelines, yelling at each other. You had Mahomes yell at the offense at one point in time. Chris Jones was yelling at the defense at one point in time. Travis Kelsey uh, tried to dig block on Andy Reid at one point in time. And it was all all of the things like it it was just funny to watch, especially as when it got down to overtime. And I was like, especially when it got to overtime and they took the ball. Uh, San Francisco did I was like wow so Kansas City is really going to win this game right here right now and all the things that people have been talking about all the things that people have been saying were problems We're still problems they were still problems with Kansas City it's just that defense was really solid and you have two all-world corners and uh, one all-world defensive lineman and uh, you know uh, and big time at, at big time moments they made the plays McDuffie was uh I mean, really running routes for Debo all game. Like he was just in front like Debo was in jail. You know, not to. Yeah, (laughs) I just had the vision of Debo for Friday actually (laughs) in jail. But no, Debo was locked up like he had nowhere to go. And the one time he got deep, uh, McDuffie did a real vet move of, of he didn't grab his hand, but he put his arm inside the other arm inside of Depot's like inside arm. So he couldn't get his arm up, but he didn't grab it. He like kind of like square dance, hooked it kind of in a very uh, way that was like, if you had thrown a pass interference flag on it, I wouldn't have blinked twice, but also it would have been hard for any ref to see it in real action and to, to throw the flag like that. Um, And then the rush on Mahomes, which I, I saw somebody say that he's the best blitzing corner in the league, which, Devin Witherspoon would like a word. But either way, uh, he was definitely the best blitzing corner in that game. And then uh, Snead played well as well, even though he had uh, that personal foul. But to me, Chris Jones, like to McDuffie and Chris Jones had arguments to be MVP of the game to me. Like I I know that like they're not going to give it to a defensive player while Patrick Mahomes is on the other side of the ball. But like they, to me, shut down the two things that the 49ers want to do well, and that's get the ball to Debo, who didn't, who was, I mean, essentially a non-factor in the game and, uh, and, you know, short passing on short, on on like third and four, third and five, like that was that that got shut down in part because of this lockup corners.
1: Yeah. And the thing with defensive players is it's hard if you don't have any true, like sexy counting stats, like Chris Jones didn't have any sacks. Right. But we know, he still had a great impact on the game, but people love to see the sack number. McDuffie didn't have any picks or a sacks or whatever for that matter. So it's always going to be hard for those guys to get MVP when you don't have those type of stats on your side. But <clears throat> I just want to know this, and I was, I was waiting to ask this question, and I already know you're not because you just got this personal vendetta for some reason still. Will you ever give Spags any love? Look, if he's got the
0: players, he can coordinate a great defense. If he's got the players, if he doesn't, it's over with like, it's over with like, like uh William Martindale with the Giants, a couple of, uh, uh, whenever he was over there, was it was just this most recent year, their defense all season was decent, was pretty good. And they don't have no all pros. They don't have, you know, they barely, hit. they don't have pro bowlers. Like you put Steve Spagnuolo like there, that defense is going to be a disaster. It'd be the worst defensive football because I've seen it. What happens when he doesn't have the players, He's got when you have some all pros out there, it's a lot easier to call a defense like I don't think that Steve Spagnolo in the same position as uh, like Lou Anarumo, for example, over the last few years who had Jesse Bates, who was an all pro. And that's it. That's the list. Right. And Hubbard and Hedrickson were pretty good. But like, I don't think that he's able to coordinate a defense that doesn't have studs on it. So it's like, you know, I guess, was, I mean, Phil Jackson was a great coach, but he never had to coach teams that didn't have studs on it. And when he did, it didn't work.
1: Yeah, it's just interesting because I get on what you're saying. He's still going to go down to one of the most decorated DCs of all time. Like, he has four championships now, four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to go down as like, one of the top ten greatest defense coordinators of all time, like, based mm-hmm. off of accolades and – in everything but no serious not just that but people do glow about spags i I know you don't see it but there's a reason why these defensive players say in spags we trust they have t-shirts of it chris jones yelled it all the time like there's something to be said about the players that overly are glowing about a coach like you don't normally see that very often so i think that should make you rethink a little bit on your position on spags the fact that they really adore this man, like seriously,
0: the position I think of is thirty second, which is where his defense is ranked three years in a row as a, as defensive coordinator of the New Orleans Saints. That's what I think of is thirty second I
1: know and you got, I the, think you got the personal attachment you just first to...
0: of all time twice he he defense he coordinated the worst defense of all time twice so while you're doing all of that, he's got these Super Bowls and he's got this he's got that. Like I said, if he doesn't have if you got Brandon Browner by himself out there trying to cover, guess what? There's gonna be a lot of holding penalties. And like, you know, you know what? I was glad that uh, McDuffie did get called for that hold, even though it probably Nick, well, he had no shot of winning MVP and that in general. But I was glad he got called for that hold because I was like, look, see, see, after that Bradbury hold in last year's Super Bowl, I just wanted to, I just wanted those, I just, I just Seeing like the Chiefs fans that I do follow be up in arms, it was was it was it was funnier than watching Lions. I mean, uh, Rams fans complaining about bad calls in the wild card game against the Lions, like they didn't go to their last Super Bowl off the worst non-call in NFL history.
1: That that call had me sick. I'm not gonna lie to you. It had me disgusted. I was like, oh my gosh, on third and long, in that situation, you call that? give him an automatic first down. Oh gosh. But I'm glad I didn't come back to burn us, man. But now what are you about to say?
0: I was just, just back to the 49, uh, Kansas city defense. It on two major plays. Like, and I wonder who is to blame on this, especially the one where he had Ayuk Why? I mean, wide open in the back of the end zone, uh, And he ended up just throwing it away in the directions of Juwan Jennings. Uh, But if Chris Jones doesn't, if he doesn't rush the passer there and get, because Kittle was playing running back at that, at that time. I think Christian McCaffrey got hurt at some point during the game, or at least, excuse me, if he didn't get hurt, he just ran out of gas. Because I don't know why. I mean, running the ball was working. Like, I don't know why we, they decided that we needed to drive back and throw with Purdy or do anything besides that, quite honestly. But um, you, think was working, was,
1: you think it was working like that well? I mean, he only averaged three and a half yards a carry. He had 22 carries.
0: It was, to me, it seemed like when they were run, they were, I should say this, they, they had a better chance at gas plays when running the ball. Like, or if not running the ball, like getting the ball to Christian McCaffrey was the answer this game. Like that's why you trade for him. That's why Debo was a non factor for most of the game. Like Kittle was not the same guy that he once was, even though he was first team all pro. Like he he was a non-factor through most of the game offense, like as a pass catching threat. He was a good blocker though. But so they
1: they didn't really he didn't really run so many routes, I feel like. Because they had to keep the man up I,
0: the block. And the, and the the play that they kept him in the block instead of keeping Christian McCaffrey in the game and running back, that's the one that Chris Jones just crashed down and nobody blocked him. He was wide open. Kittle's got to slide over and hit him. You know what I'm saying? And if that's the case, then maybe IU scores a touchdown or we're singing a different tune. But I'll say this. I think that uh, one thing that we haven't mentioned yet that was a big, I mean, humongous loss was when Dre Greenlaw tore his Achilles running onto the field. Like, he was so amped up that on his third tackle, bind you, he had three tackles in a quarter and a half, or a quarter and a uh, ten, ten, a quarter and, not even a quarter and a half, quarter and a quarter and a quarter. Uh, he, he, I thought he was going to punch, uh, I think it was uh, Jarek McKinnon. It was Jarek McKinnon. After he stopped him for a third down, he starts to celebrate. Like, he's like slams his fist down on the field. And I was like, bro. I thought, I literally thought he made contact with Jerry McKinnon's chest. I was like, dude, you can't celebrate like that. He was so amped up. And you saw it after every play that he made. Um, he was making his presence felt. And that linebacking core of the 49ers was just not the same after Greenlaw went down.
1: Yeah, he was pretty amped up for sure. And in the second half, I think you really started to see the Chiefs make adjustments and were attacking that matchup. They had a, I believe the backup guy was a rookie. Can't remember his name, but he played special Burks. teams. Yeah, yeah. And Kelsey only had one catch for one yard in the first half. Then second half, he ended up with what almost 100 yards receiving, nine catches. So he definitely got involved late. And yeah, Greenlaw it was definitely a huge loss for them, and that put a lot of stress on Fred Warner right? Because we know how great he is, how versatile he he is as a linebacker, but now that's even added pressure on him to kind of not only cover for himself, but, you know, have to look out for the new guy, right? Because you're not used to being in that position, you know, especially at that many snaps in the biggest game of your life. So I think they made a good job for the Chiefs side, making that adjustment and really attacking that weakness there. They couldn't get the run game going at all, but I still like the fact that the Chiefs were still willing to try it even though it was only like two yards in a cloud of dust. I mean, Pacheco. I was they, surprised. Yeah, I mean, but maybe we shouldn't be because they did the same thing against Baltimore. You know, they weren't really getting that many yards in that game as well. He's And Pacheco still had 20-plus carries in that game as well.
0: Let's take a quick break and then – uh I guess we'll have some legacy talk. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesar Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code Omaha Full and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get the stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and the first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet. $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within 7 days after the qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts call 1-800- Three two seven five zero five zero, or visit gambling helpline ma.org, Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia. West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem. Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Sorry, Mark, I'm not going to change the definition and rules of a dynasty simply because the Chiefs have three in the last five, especially because it's one and then it they took a break for two and then won two back-to-back. Maybe if they had won, you know, the odd years or won the even years, I should say, like one twenty twenty, lost 21, 122, lost 23, and 124, then I would look at it a little differently. But, like, if you didn't go back to the Super Bowl for two years in a row, I feel like that kind of resets your Super Bowl clock, unless you're, I guess, Tom Brady, who went what ten years without going to a Super Bowl. But I look at those as two separate moments. Um, like those are two separate, two separate. They, they didn't errands.
1: go two years. They didn't go two years without being in the Super Bowl. There's only one the two years without winning the Super Bowl. I meant oh, without winning. Oh, okay. Um,
0: because they so, lost to Brady. And then they lost to, uh, and then they lost to the the Bengals in the AFC Championship game.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying they've been to the la- four out of the last five though. But um, so I mean, according to your definition, then you don't think the '70s Steelers were a dynasty then because they won three and five. They didn't win three and four, so that wasn't a dynasty. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I think a lot of people would would disagree with that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I... I mean, it's not like a set definition. Like, you can't look it up and get, like, a real set rule to what a dynasty is, but I think it's case by case. I think this is a dynasty because not only the fact that they won three and five, they went to four of the last five, but then not to mention, they went to six straight AMC championship games. Like, I think that matters as well. Like, the level of dominance and consistency. Like, you, the worst year you've had is losing in overtime in the AFC championship game. I think that matters as well. So I, I, I think this solidifies it because... So they have an AFC but, dynasty. No. Kind of like how LeBron had an Eastern Conference dynasty. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not the same. Not the same at all. Mahomes is 3-1 in, in the Super Bowl. He's, LeBron started at, well, 0-2, I think. So but I, I bet
0: you this. I bet you if, if you believe that Michael Jordan is the GOAT, Then you also don't believe that this is a dynasty. If you believe that LeBron is the goat, then you're signing up for the
1: Chiefs dynasty check. I mean, I don't like to be put in a box like that, but I do think LeBron is the goat. I I didn't put you in a box. I just I
0: just drew the box, and you happened to step in it.
1: No, because you're trying to paint a. You're trying to trying to pin me in a corner. Uh, But no, so. So the fact so back to back doesn't mean anything to you because that's only happened how many times in the league? No, it's I mean, back to back is in, it, it, didn't it means it went back
0: years. to back. That's I'm not I'm not taking anything away, but it's I think you got to get three in a row or at least three in four years. Well,
1: three in a row, that's never happened in NFL history. So so maybe the Chiefs could be the first thing to do that next year. We'll we'll see about go. that. So according to you, then they have to win one one more in the next what two years? Cause that'll be three mm-hmm. and four. Because it would reset. Obviously, you're not counting the first Niners one at that point. Now I'll
0: say this. I'll say this. If in fact D. Ford had lined up on sides and you had beaten the Patriots or beaten the Rams, maybe Bill Vinovich does makes that call in, in this alternate universe and his Chiefs versus Saints in that Super Bowl. But uh, you know, Bill Vin and you guys beat the Rams and the one that again, like you weren't supposed to get quote unquote. Then I'd be like, all right, y'all got it. Y'all would have been headed.
1: well I think we got it now man I I I didn't say it before this. some people were even saying before this game that they were a dynasty I thought that was crazy but I I just think the back to back to me holds a lot of weight considering it doesn't happen very often hasn't happened in 20 years and they don't seem they don't seem satisfied either you know after last year Mahomes was saying the same thing yeah we're not done yet you know, we're going to celebrate this until the parade. And after that, we're going to try to be the first team to 3 Pete. And I really truly believe that that that's really their main focus right now. And who are we to bet against them at this point?
0: I mean, I'm sure I'll find a way. I'm sure you will. I'm a, you know, a true betting genius, as my picture record shows this year. <laughs> worst, worst betting year of my life. I mean, literally every <laughs> other year, if you just blind faded the public, you're probably in good shape. Right. If you just blind fade the public, you're probably going to be in good shape. This year, now it's, it almost feels like I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. Generally, you can explain a lot of these things away as to, in a way that makes general sense, but like it almost feels like. They like they knew everybody in their mama was betting this year because of the proliferation of, of gambling and, 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 and partnerships and so on and so forth among the different uh sports leagues and sports books. It's almost like they knew everybody was betting this year. So they like ease the lines up or something like that. So that way next year, people are gonna be like, but I was winning last year. I was winning last year. What happened? So next year they're getting it back in blood. It, I, I mean, it, yeah, maybe. You know, let's, let's, again, again, this is why I said I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but it felt like it. it. Sometimes it felt like like going into this. I mean, even Drake bet $1.15 million on the Chiefs. When Drake bets on a team, for the last six years, the answer has been
1: run the other way. Run right, the right. other way as fast as you dog. can. I mean, stop you, though, Martin. He did the same thing last year against the Eagles. He bet, bet on the Chiefs and won. So it's two years in a row.
0: I bet on the Chiefs last year, though.
1: Oh, okay. Like, you were on the good side last year. I, I'm so disappointed in you, Martin, because you lonely <laughs> are the guy that told me, the first person I heard say it, anytime Mahomes is an underdog, I'm under three, I'm taking him. And then you win it. I just, I just don't get it, man.
0: Even in my video for Fox Sports Radio, I like because they did a pick with all the talent on the station. And so in my video, I'm like, taking the 49ers minus two and a half. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey over 28 and a half, rushing and receiving yards. Christian McCaffrey over receptions. Christian McCaffrey over uh, receiving yards. And Christian McCaffrey to win the MVP. Now, I may look, feel, and I may feel dumb when I see Travis, uh, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift kissing at midfield holding the Lombardi trophy. But that's my pick, and I'm sticking to it. And I said under. Then the damn game goes to overtime, so I missed that one. But everything else came through. And Chris McCaffrey would have been the MVP if they had found a way to score that on that on that fourth quarter score touchdown, because it would have been him who scored it. But either way, I just saw the last thing I saw on my phone before I walked in here to record this uh, podcast with you was the mic'd up of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift uh, in, their, in their Super Bowl moment. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did it. He's like, thank you for coming across halfway across the world for me. I really appreciate it, babe. You're the best. She's like, no, you're the best. And then they kissed. And then it was like inside the NFL.
1: You love that. It's a great story, man. I love love. it. I'm glad
0: to get Taylor Swift out of my life.
1: Yeah, just for the next seven or eight months.
0: That's it, though. I, I am I am glad to know that I can finally take a break from the uh, Swift era of this, of my life, because this is the more, this is the most I've seen Taylor Swift in 10 years.
1: You got to touch, man. You gotta, you got I gotta get you tapped in, man. You got, you're going to be a Swifty next year, man. Uh, how'd you feel? But speaking of Taylor Swift though, how'd you feel about seeing Ice Spice the new member of Chiefs kingdom, baby?
0: I think to me, Ice Spice is the real winner of the Super Bowl. <laughs> She was the real winner. She's like, she was the real winner. Like her. She was
1: having a ball. Yeah, sweet, man.
0: I mean, it, there was several times when they clicked uh, they, they clicked over there and showed her up there, and then you would see somebody explaining what was happening on the field. And I was just like, wow, it's crazy. Ice Spice's first football game is the Super Bowl. <laughs> Mine was watching the St. Paul's Wolves play in Covington, Louisiana. Meanwhile, I Spice for you know, this girl from the Bronx. And every time I see her, I just have that vision of Cameron and Mace talking about she's from the Bronx. You could have bought her a pizza <laughs> with the <laughs> Jordan Poole allegations that he spent half a million dollars on a date with her. Oh, but, man. Yeah, to me, real winner was I Spice because not only did like Jason Kelsey figure out who she was in that moment. Like she was on the biggest TV show in America, next to one of the biggest stars in America.
1: Everybody was like, who's a girl with the curly hair? Crazy, crazy. I feel like we didn't get we didn't get too much on the Niners side of things, real quick. Um everybody's talking about the overtime rules and the Niners. Should they have gotten taken the ball first or not? Where do you stand on this whole controversy, if you would? You do know, it, it it it's illogical to take the ball first. It doesn't make any
0: there, there's no place where it makes sense to me to take the ball first. I
1: have push, can I give can I get my, my pushback real quick? Sure. I, I I'm so let me just preface this by saying if I was them, well, in that situation, I would have did the exact same thing. But to me, it's case by case. This is more this is why I say I think they made the right decision. They were just the, the their defense was just on the field in the, fourth, in the fourth quarter when Mahomes went down to tie the game up, right? Their defense was gassed. They were gassed. And the Chiefs defense was still tired as well. So I think that is the reason why he decided to bring his offense back on the field first because you don't want your tired defense out there when they just were out there for a 70-plus yard drive to try to stop Mahomes again like 10 minutes later. So I think that is why I will side with Kyle Shanahan because of the the tired factor of their defense.
0: But this, that's a generally a decision. Like like the Chiefs said, they made that decision well before the game started. Like this is the last football game you are gonna play it for a long time, bud. Get you some Gatorade, stretch out a little bit, and get back out there. <laughs> like I'm just like, you no, know, just like I, I can make allowance for the idea that this defense was fatigued. But also, like you had held the Chiefs down damn near the whole game. Uh, save. I mean, the first offensive touchdown came on a 16 yard play because you muffed the punt on special teams. But, and to me, this was a game, and I know Mahomes won the MVP. And he had enough MVP worthy plays down the stretch where you're not really questioning it, especially the running plays that he had with his legs. Um, as opposed to, I guess, the running plays he'd have with his arms, Martin. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, but, but not to me. This game came down to the defense and the special teams. You saw two different longest field goal record made in Super Bowl history from Jake Moody's first fifty-five, and then got broken by Harrison Bucker's fifty-seven uh, at, at different points throughout the game. That without that muff punt, the Chiefs don't cross over the. The 25-yard the line until the fourth quarter, you know, it's like th- that was, you know, I think when you really look at that, when you really break it down, and I know that Mahomes is, is special and great, and, you know, yeah, we have to, you know, shower praise on the God himself, but uh, but yeah, to me, this was a defensive matchup, and I would have went with my defense. You know, I know the defense has been up and down, but you had dudes making plays. Randy Gregory made a play. Chase Young made a play. Nick Bosa was trying his hardest to make a play uh, and just seemingly got stymied every single second. Like it was just by either Mahomes step around or whatever. But he he was in Mahomes' back pocket all night. Um, And I think you just go out there, you tell your pass rushers, hey, I just need you to go get two solid plays. And we'll hang up in the back end and play well, but you know, it didn't happen. That's what I but that's what I would have won with my defense to start the games, to start the overtime.
1: Yeah, I mean the advantage for the Chiefs in that situation obviously is you know what you you know what you have to do, and you have an extra down because obviously you got you got to go for it on fourth down or the game's over. So you have to stop them four times. But Shanahan was saying he wanted the ball third, but Obviously, they didn't get to that point, but you're you're thinking ahead potentially because if you do, then all you need is a field goal to win the game instead of a touchdown. So I, I get both sides of the, the argument. I really do. To me, that gets into the
0: whole – I remember vividly when we were sitting there watching Los Al play Long Beach Poly, and you, Long Beach Poly was coming down to score, and they ended up scoring with like a minute left in the second quarter. And you were like, did they score too fast? And I was like, No. This is just football. <laughs> like they score a touchdown. That's always a good thing. That's, that's never not a bad thing to score a touchdown. You don't think right? there are
1: some cases, though, where scoring too fast could be a bad thing?
0: I mean, sure, in theory, but not, I don't really subscribe to it. It's like, no, it is, this is football. Kick off, play defense. Just like I understand, like you don't want to necessarily give the ball back to another team doing this and that, but you start playing around with like, scoring too fast or scoring too slow, you might not score at all. So just put the ball in the end zone and then we'll figure out everything else on the back end.
1: No, I I get it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. So so we were talking about Kyle Shanahan and we're talking about that's that's my
0: point to talk about. You want the ball third, like you're galaxy branding, this thing, like you may not score first. You have to score first and then they have to score to then get the ball third. Why are you even going to that spot? that place. You know what I'm saying? My place would be, let's stop them and get them and get the e- Either way, you should be thinking we're going to score here and then get a stop or we're going to score or we're going to get a stop and then score here. Third would have never came into my calculus initially, like throughout the conversation. Like it's just like why are we worried about third? You know, we're going to go do what we need to do. We need to do what we need to, do what we need to handle. So if he had said that, then that would be a different story. It's like, no, we were going to, because we were going to score a touchdown, we were going to get a stop. And we ended up having to kick a field goal. Right? But like, again, they converted a fourth down on that drive. A fourth down they
1: likely would have punted if the score was still tied. That is very true. That is very true. So speaking of Kyle Shanahan, man, we were talking about him last week. You asked me, I believe, who has the most pressure in this game, players and coaches included. We both agreed on Kyle Shanahan. Now he's, 0-3 0 oh, and 3 if you count him as offensive coordinator with the Falcons and Super Bowls two of those losses to the Chiefs where do you stand on Kyle Shanahan's legacy at this point
0: Before I answer that let's take a quick break and come right back
1: <laughs> What a tease
0: Now you know what a tease is Kyle Shanahan with the lead in the Super Bowl that's a tease That's <laughs> a tease right there because it doesn't you know it doesn't end up nicely it is like I mean, I, I honestly, I feel for him because this one I felt was the least of his fault. You know, I, I didn't love it. It got away from a little bit in the third quarter. Um, some of the offensive play calling. I mean, I think it's called seven straight pass plays.
1: Like I was saying, say it was a stretch where they passed the
0: seven straight times. Yeah. So like that wasn't that. That's not what we're looking for here, Kyle. You know, we'd like to run the ball. And uh established play action, uh short passes. But outside of that, I think he did a really good job of, of a managing purdy. Um, but 38 pass attempts is just even in a game with the overtime for San Francisco, that's too much. It's too much, you know, it is too many, right? And I think that he showed that he does not have ultimate trust in Purdy in some of these moments. And it showed down the stretch when it was like, okay, we well now you gotta have it, dude. Like that, like the Chris Jones one, you gotta have that. You gotta have the protection right. You know what I'm saying? That's one of those. That was a protection issue. So it's like generally, a lot of times if you have like Mahomes is calling his own protections. He's like, no, 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 that guy's blitzing. You slide left. That guy's coming. You slide right. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's and I to me, that is the optimal place to be like because you can only talk for so long into his ear. We learned that one with Jared Goff against the Patriots. Like you can tell them everything they do before 15 seconds. But if the picture looks different after 15 seconds, he's going to have to figure it out. Right. And so for me. Uh, I think on both of those, both like that's that's how you get free rushers is they the protection is just off because they had enough people to block. They had enough people to block McDuffie. It was five on five. You just got to line up and get and and tell who everybody where to, where to go. You know, what is it? 32 is the mic. And then you figure it out from there. Right. But instead, that didn't happen on two of the biggest plays in the game. And I think that's more of an indictment on Purdy or maybe Shanahan's belief or trust that he has in Purdy. Then. But I think that you got to a place where. Like Purdy is the best version of. That we have seen play quarterback for the Kyle Shanahan 49ers, but also is still not a top 10 guy, a top five guy by any stretch. Which, if they had won the Super Bowl, that's the conversations that we'd be having right now. So thanks, Pat. Um, but <laughs> I think that's where it all stems down to. Like, Tur- Pur- Purdy is squarely in the 10 to 20 range. And because of that, because he did not, and, and you know, who knows? Maybe as he gets older and he gets more more experience behind and and more experience in the offense, more experience with Shanahan and and, and doing the things that you know he wants to do because I he'll, like he's played well enough to come back. Like he's not like you know he, he's he's a starting quarterback in the league. Like that's established. Like the, but I think there were points at this season where you were wondering is he a starting quarterback in this league? I think he established that through this playoff run, uh, the fourth quarter against Green Bay second half against the lions, you know, face mask ball, not with, notwithstanding, withstanding. Right. Uh, I think that uh, he's established himself as a starter, but I think some of those moments where you got to call the protection, you got to make sure you're like, no Kittle, you got to block Chris Jones. Cause I, cause like, and I think that right there was the offensive difference for, uh, for San Francisco. But I thought Shanahan outside of that little stretch at the start of the third quarter Really called called a pretty good game, um, and some of his, some of the big moments they called timeout before uh, just so you could go talk to Steve Wilkes and be like, "Yo, what you what's the plan here? What are you gonna do?" Okay, cool. You know, what I'm saying I I I like this, I agree with it because I, to me he took control of his team in a way that is being overshadowed by a, the two big plays where Purdy didn't adjust the protections and the decision, which I still think is a dumb decision to not receive the ball in overtime. But I think those two things are overshadowing. Otherwise, a pretty good game by Shanahan.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and as far as Purdy goes, I mean, it's only his second year. I mean, this guy was a seventh-round pick. We know the last pick of the draft. He wasn't even drafted to be a starter, especially not in his second year. And, I mean, if you pick a guy last, you don't expect him to be a starter ever, right, unless injuries happen and unforeseen things go go on with your franchise. So, for him, for back-to-back years, being in the NFC Championship game, go to the Super Bowl, we know about the talent around him, obviously. That hasn't changed. But I do have a newfound respect for the kid. I mean, he made some great plays off script. I remember that one, was, what, to use check uh, on the sidelines? That, nice. that, that, that was the best play of the game. I was like, wow. When he made that throw, I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting a little worried now. Because you don't make that play if you're not feeling pretty good about yourself, especially in that in that big of a game. I think that was a third down, I believe, or a second and long. It was something that where we were in a good spot and then we weren't. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, the guy he finished what tw- 255 yards, didn't throw a pick. He had a couple that could have been picked, but you know, he's gonna give you a couple of those chances every game. But for me, and I know they kept him in the block a lot, but I still think you gotta take your chances, man, and get, try to get Kittle involved as a pass catcher. I mean, two two catches for forty yards—that is—that is sick. That th- there's no way to defend that. That's my biggest gripe. If I'm a Niners uh, backer and I'm uh, def- uh, going against Kyle Shanahan right now, is how do you not find a way to get him involved? Like, yes, like I like I said, I get it. He's a great blocker, and you probably weren't trusting your protections, but. At some point, you gotta get that guy out of space and see what happens and roll the dice. Because uh, counterpoint
0: joke. I was gonna say the counterpoint. You saw what happened on two plays where they blew the protection and cost them the game. Like that. The, like those yeah. two plays directly cost them the game, right? Because again, if if in fact that Chris Jones you know trips on his shoelace and falls down on that on that play instead of rushing, you know what I'm saying or whatever. If Chris Jones falls down. You imagine that Purdy's going to look at Jennings at the, at the pylon and be like, okay, he's covered. Come back to the middle of the field and see Brandon Ayuk setting up camp right under the uh, goalpost. Or they convert the third down, third and four. You know, and Purdy didn't have a chance. To, he just got rid of the ball. Like, he just kind of ducked the ball. Oh, man. But I do say this. Oh, this just popped back in my head. If Trey McDuffie hadn't gotten called for that hole, whoo? The conversation in San Francisco right now, because that was third down. Yeah, or was it? It was whatever
1: it was. That was third down. down. That was definitely third third down. down And Brock probably threw the
0: ball into the ground.
1: Yeah, that was third down. You threw it dead into the ground. I thought it was a fumble at first.
0: That was Cousins' esque. Yeah, that was the type of thing you see out of Kirk Cousins when like games on the line and you got to make a big play, and all of a sudden it's like. Why'd you just do that? Like that was, that was pretty, it was been big. Why'd you just
1: do that category right there? You brought me to an interesting spot, Martin. So let's just talk hypotheticals here for a second. Let's have fun. That was, I think, third and 12, I believe, on that play you were talking about with Purdy.
0: You was third and long for sure.
1: Yeah, third and long, right? That was the first possession of overtime, right? Yes, it was. Okay, okay. Tight game still. If they don't call a flag there, do you just say F and go for it? Because if you punt it to Mahomes, all he needs is a field goal to win the game. Obviously, if you don't get the fourth down, they're already in field goal range, so the game's over. But do you just say, "Hey, man, we're just we're just going to we're going to lose, we're going to lose it with the ball in our hands"? Because I'm not going to just punt it to Mahomes, and all he needs to drive is 30 yards to get a field goal to win the game.
0: This is why you get the ball first and over. I mean, this is why you get the ball second in overtime. That's why you decline receiving the ball in overtime, so you don't have to make this decision. I think you let. Hard. I mean,
1: as crazy as it sounds, I think you're gonna go
0: for it. It's, I mean, it wouldn't have been the craziest thing in the world. Although your quarterback did just throw it dead into the ground on third and the long, like Like, it wouldn't be the craziest thing. Because either way, I mean, either way, it's like it's rocking a hard place. Like neither one of these decisions are great. I don't want to punt, and I also don't want to go for it. But if I have to do one, I guess you go out on your own sword, right? So I guess you know, probably maybe you pull out your best fourth and 13 play call that you got, you know, but, but this is why, this is why there's no, there's no defense of receiving the ball to start the overtime. This is why it makes no sense unless you think you're playing like what I think. What, if what if the chiefs, I mean, I'm sorry. What if the 49ers scored a touchdown on their opening drive of overtime? I do you think that they, I think they would have started celebrating. I think they would have thought the game. I think they would have thought the game was over.
1: Somebody was saying they wish that scenario would have happened. Could have been hilarious to see them celebrating, thinking the game is over because they obviously didn't know the rules. Apparently,
0: that and, would have been such a—you mean you talk about a a malfunction in the biggest moments.
1: And that, would have been, that would have been great. And speaking of hypotheticals, did you hear what Mahomes said? If what they have would have done if, if the Niners scored a touchdown, if they would have, touchdown, would have gone for two, They would have gone for two and gone for the win. Which I think is a no-brainer, though, right? Because I wouldn't you, say it's you, a
0: no-brainer.
1: Because then at that point, but, all the Niners need is a field goal. I mean, you, you, that's tough.
0: It's not just a no-brainer, but it's definitely something that analytics Twitter would have been jumping up and down and be like, how can you not go for
1: two? I think with Mahomes at the two-yard line, I think it's a no-brainer. Especially when we see them draw those type of plays they do from that, that yardage point, you know, with the corn dog, and all the creative things they do at the two-yard line. I think it would be malpractice if they didn't go for two, honestly. Just not saying for every team. I'm just saying specifically for the Chiefs.
0: Well, specifically for the Chiefs, all the people that were tweeting you all season and tweeting me about you all season, one of them did respond and say, I'm so happy for Mark. Don't tell him I said it.
1: I did see that. I saw you send me that. I was, like, in the middle of, like, drinking, and I was, I was, yeah, I was out of there. Throwing money at women. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I was helping pay for their college. Listen,
0: those girls make. I'm sure they're making. Them listen, talk about helping pay for their college. I feel like Sally Mae's not late on those on those payments. I'm sure they're getting more than enough. But uh, in any event, Kansas City Chiefs twenty five, San Francisco forty nine ers twenty two, and an overtime win. A game that was good throughout, in my opinion. I enjoyed it as a as a relatively impartial observer. Uh, people were complaining about the first half, and it was just like, "Look, I'm just determined that you all just oh, that fantasy. was that
1: was, a, that was a thing.
0: People just, but it's just the fantasy footballification of uh, of." Of the NFL these days. And that's why soon fumbling at the back of the end zone is going to the ball, offense is going to get the ball back and all this other stuff because people just want to see points scored and can't appreciate the way that the 49ers and the Chiefs were both fitting gaps and moving men against their will (laughs) in the first half. That's all I was seeing, which is grown men getting pushed around on either side. And I loved it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'm so consumed with Chiefs content on my timelines. I don't really see all the national talks throughout Chiefs games. So I didn't see none of the people complaining about the first half being boring. That was, that's new to me.
0: Did you watch, did they have the music on during the halftime show? Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. I enjoyed the halftime show.
1: Yeah. I thought it was really good. I thought, I loved when he uh, came out with the roller skates too. I thought, okay, now you're taking it to the next level now. So I do wish some of those songs he could have performed longer, but I know obviously it's a certain window you have, but, you know, a little more some of them were cut a little shorter than I would have liked, but it was good overall. You know, Alicia Keys out there doing her thing, looking like a, a legend, if you would. So yeah.
0: The, the way she missed that first, no boy. Uh, yeah,
1: I, didn't, I didn't I didn't notice that.
0: Ooh. They tried to it, she missed it so bad, uh, NFL YouTube tried to edit it out. Oh man. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, she missed it so bad NFL YouTube tried to edit it out. Oh, she! But like she, yeah. I mean, she missed that thing, like, uh, like Brock Purdy missed uh, Debo. I was end zone. about to say, like, like Brock Purdy missed Brandon Ayuk in the end. Oh, was Ayuk.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She missed that thing pretty bad. But all in all, Super Bowl Fifty Eight gets no complaints from me. Uh, we'll see if the Chiefs can establish a NFL dynasty next season. Oh my gosh! But this show, we'll take a break coming up. Uh uh this next week, and then we'll we will be diving into the NBA. That's right, NBA season has been underway. But then the trade deadline already happened. So don't worry, guys. The season now matters. Now the games really count after the trade deadline. Uh, <laughs> Lakers at Spencer Denwoody. Plus, minus your thoughts.
1: It's a plus. I mean, he he adds some scoring punch off the bench um he's one of those guys kind of like in that jamal crawford kind of vein you know uh, come off the bench and get high give you some buckets Uh, he's been in high pressure moments in the playoffs before so i don't think it's a bad thing i don't see how you get worse but i'm not saying it's a it's a uh, moves the needle or anything but they got a little better
0: i've been a fan of spencer Dinwiddie ever since the pistons drafted him in the second round and in his draft look little graphic he stuck his first finger and his pinky finger in his mouth and licked them and then drew, like straightened out his eyebrows. I was oh, like, wow. "Oh, okay, this guy's different. This guy's different." And sure enough, he is. I don't think he's a talented player. Uh he's, he's always had to play second fiddle guard and uh, I mean, likely will be in a uh, in a uh, in LA. But I maybe like his chances of making big-time shots more than uh more
1: than uh, Austin Reeves. We'll see. Wow. You're going to leave us with a hot take. Here we go. Basketball season, here we come.
0: Mark is on Trendy this week, and this show will become an NBA show at the end of February. So stay tuned to the basketball edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay, which will break down everything from, again, the end of February through the NBA Finals. With that, let's make this the final football episode. And again, finally... Congratulations to you.